Hello, welcome to Not Dead, your survivalist guide to the modern world. I'm here as always with Orpha. Hello. And this week we're talking about something very close to home. Something about work. Um, and especially work over the time period of the pandemic. So uh, March 2020 was when the stay-at-home order was delivered across the world, uh, even before that in some countries, most countries, to be honest. And since then, work has changed for everyone across the planet. And so yeah. we're taking a look today at our personal circumstances and how they changed just because um, Oprah and I have very different circumstances to how we work and just starting to think about what might be the ramifications of those for like the industries that we work in for the future. And this is going to lead into an episode that we're going to do uh, in maybe a week or two's time. But let's just jump into this one first. So, Ulfa, uh, you've been yeah. working face to face with people this whole time, haven't you? I have, yes, I have. I have been in, um, well, as our regular listeners may know, should know, I'm an electrician, so trade work is hands-on, and mm -hmm. I've just been fortunate enough to have a job uh, at, a, at a water treatment plant that is considered essential, so I've had work throughout this entire period. Okay. And uh, that's been, that has been, I feel... Uh, monumental in how I've been able to tackle or how well I've been able to tackle this whole pandemic. Okay, yeah. Um, and then for me, I've been working, so I'm an office worker and mm -hmm. uh, I work at, an, at university, well, college, and it's, yeah, it's been, uh, like, it's been good to have work this whole time, but as well, it's been, it's been quite stressful in other ways. So I think like it's it's going to be interesting talking to you about what your experiences are and how you've been working. I was just interested. Were you furloughed at the beginning? Uh, no, not at all. I've had a um, yeah, pretty much. I've had the same steady gig going through all of this period. Okay, it's just been. Um, yeah, been uh, been killing it pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because that's interesting. Because I uh, some friends that I know that work in similar fields in the UK have they had like a two week furlough and then they went back and it was pretty much it's like some extra paperwork or some like extra PPE mm -hmm. that they had to wear. But then that was basically it. So what what would you like? What were the changes that took place that sort of say now that you've got that two years ago, so 2019, you didn't have mm -hmm. a place in the workplace? Well, I guess the only, for me, on my day-to-day, -day, the only thing that has changed is that on occasion, I'm required to wear a face mask. But that is mainly when I go to the store to buy in my, uh, to buy food and, and, and the such. But no. I have to wear but not when you're on like uh, on site. Uh, well, no, because I work in industry and I don't work in a construction site. So right. as long as we, as long as we do not have a confirmed case of COVID infection and in my workplace, 
uh, we are just thought to be responsible adults and are allowed to go without a face mask. We are, of course, hmm. uh, encouraged to keep the two meter distance thing and, and to be socially distancing and avoiding each other. Hmm. But generally, no, it, it hasn't happened. And then not in the beginning, at least. And then, of course, as with everything, we did get a COVID outbreak at work, and then we had yeah. to start wearing a face mask. Uh, yeah. But the the water treatment plant is so voluminous that it's very, very simple to keep distance and to avoid people. So my team, my team and I, uh, we work, we do our thing, and we just leave. We don't socialize with anyone. We just leave everyone alone. That's what we do. So for the majority of it, we don't have to wear a face mask for the majority. Now, when I go into the admin uh, building, for example, where all the offices are, the office areas, we have to we have to wear a face mask. But other than that, it's pretty much a normal day for me. OK, like that's so strange because like everything like literally everything that I do has changed like, okay. because of this. So like obviously you and I were talking over Zoom. Mm -hmm. right now and that's not the that i didn't know what zoom was i don't think anyone knew what zoom other than zoom no no nobody knew. nobody had a clue i was i was just looking at this thinking wow skype are gonna fucking kill it now yeah and where is skype <laughs> skype just doesn't exist anymore yeah um like i think that there were people who knew about zoom but it was like like that this was an interesting thing that was this thing about where there's like there were people who were doing video conference calls beforehand but they were like a small minority of business owners because to be honest most people still quite liked getting on planes and going to dubai going to australia going wherever to have those meetings rather mm -hmm. than jumping on a, a conference call yeah uh, exactly yeah like I think that's still I think that's still gonna exist, like to to an extent after yeah. the pandemic anyway. Like even now, like there's still people traveling overseas for business trips. And it's like mm -hmm. do you need to do a business trip right now? Like No, they everyone, don't. Like they don't. Honestly, you know they don't. You know they don't. Like uh, so for me, like the I think what the main thing that changed for me was that it's my my workspace, like, I think we spoke about this on the podcast before about like that difference between like the workspace and home space and how they yeah. are one and the same now. Uh, yes. And like, I was talking to, I was talking to someone that I know who works for the government mm -hmm. and they were saying about how they're actually, they're doing a cost scale uh, review of how much individuals are now paying for their office spaces so what yeah. is what are the costs involved that individuals have to put in so things like buying a chair buying and buying the screen but then as well your electricity mm -hmm. your um broadband like upgrading your broadband so that you can actually do your job and then should these costs be put onto a company um and it's 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 a really it's quite interesting but like I don't know. I, I'm a bit jealous of you as well in like the terms of like how you were able to leave the house every day, because that's in a weird way that's something that I missed. 
Yeah, no, I, I understand you and um, I, I get it. Uh, I think I've just somehow been in a state of cognitive dissidence with some of it mm. in the sense that I'm just waiting for like the whole thing to be over so I can just continue on with my life. I just press pause and then, you know, entered this sub genre of life and I'm just waiting for like the main orchestra to, to pick up again so my life can continue that's kind of i haven't really mm. maybe fully accepted that this as much as i talk about it, that i don't believe that uh covid is going away regardless of yes now we have a vaccine but are they going to it's still going to be here it's still going to be a factor i think um face coverings are, are a thing that are going to be haunting us for the next winters or just just life in general i i don't yeah. see face coverings going away right now anytime no soon. no absolutely like, absolutely not and yeah i just sort of looking at my workplace and how it's it's changed i don't have an office anymore in like that was one of the first things to go yeah i i don't physically have anywhere to work in my organization i've I've got to provide that myself. Like I've got a laptop and stuff that they've given me, but mm -hmm. other than that, it's all down to me to provide everything else. Pretty much, yeah. like, like I could get a. I think you can get like a screen and stuff, but because when the pandemic was coming in, we saw mm -hmm. this was happening. Yeah. In the week before, I prepared and got myself my laptop, got a got a desk, got a a chair and everything because I was like. I don't want to be the one on Monday working from my sofa. Exactly. That's not going to work for me. And like, that's, mm -hmm. just, that's just stupid. And then yeah. the people who were caught out without that, like, I think they really started to suffer after a while. Like one guy had to go get corrective surgery on his back because he was just sat at like the wrong position for so yeah. many weeks or uh, well, months. Um, wow. Yeah. Like it, it's one of those, it's a weird thing. Like you don't think of office work as being dangerous, but it's like that really weird, silent thing of like, you're not moving around as much. Yeah. You're sat the thing in is, the wrong position. I think that's because danger is quantified. I, you are correct. I don't look at office work as being dangerous. I know it is hazardous to your health, mm. but it's not dangerous in the sense that, in the same sense that I show up to work, I could die. Like the chances when I mm. stop using public transport and I enter my workplace, and this is going back to when I worked in construction work in England, mm -hmm. there was a higher chance of me dying at my work than dying commuting while I was commuting to and from work. Because if a scaffolding piece falls, if somebody drops a tool, if I fall down a manhole, if you know someone hasn't done their health and safety checks properly, I'm going to die. Yeah. And, okay. and with some of the crew that I was working with, sometimes the percentage was higher, sometimes it was lower. <laughs> and I did have a few, I wouldn't call them close calls. I had a few accidents at work that were due to other people's negligence. I wasn't harmed. Uh, I wasn't greatly harmed by any of these accidents, but at the same time, it really puts things in perspective how quickly they can go wrong. Mm. So, yeah. I yeah, think maybe, we... maybe danger is like the wrong, but like hazardous 
Like, yeah, yeah I think no, that it, it's, definitely, yeah. it's definitely a health hazard. Mm. That office where absolutely it is, it is, it is, it is a, it is a hazardous, uh, it presents health hazards to you, which you have to take care of again on your own time, which again, I find ridiculous. Yeah. Cause I think that's the thing as well, where like a lot of these, it's so difficult to, it's so difficult to get the compensation because like if say like for you, something drops on your foot, like mm-hmm. some, something's not secure. Yep. You can say, yep, that was directly, I was at work. I was physically there. Something happened at work. This is related to this space. Yeah. Um, whereas like, I mean, like in a similar vein where there's like factory workers and like they've got hazardous chemicals they use. Mm-hmm. You, might, you can then say, oh, over a period of time, they were using this chemical. They then developed yep. cancer. This is that you can see the correlation there, but Mm -hmm. then where it's like your back pain or like something like that, you could be like, oh no, you're just old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, there, there were, there were other contributing factors to this. My, my thing is after having worked in London and doing a lot of refurb on uh, numerous sites like London bridge and uh, the British museum, for example, Mm. is all the asbestos. Asbestos, yeah, yeah, asbestos, asbestos. yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna love that coming coming back to London, going like, excuse me, who 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 do I who do I claim this from? And then people are just gonna look at me and laugh and laugh. Yeah, and laugh. they just put that in everything. There's just asbestos. England is made entirely. I'm pretty sure the Queen's crown is asbestos. Wouldn't surprise me to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I. I was actually interested as well, like in terms of like what I'm saying about my, so when you worked in the construction industry, this is what I'm uh, posting this mm-hmm. as, uh, like where my industry is, well, not industry, but sort of like where office workers, like the people who work like me are starting to work remotely. And uh, I mentioned at the top, we'll mention, we're going to do some other episodes surrounding like this idea of like when we open up a bit more. And one of those is going to be surrounding about like, how office where people can work remotely, they might start to migrate out of the bigger cities and they might start yeah. where and what that's going to look like. Exactly. What? Because this, there isn't, at, at least I have found hmm. that when you speak to people, when you actually have a conversation with people and they're being honest, nobody wants to live in London. Like nobody really, really does. They always like think, yeah, it's a phase and they'll move. Like at some point they'll go somewhere else. I want to live in London. Like I actually like this is for me. I want to live in the in actual London. Like I live in I live quite far outside of London. I think it would be quite nice to live centrally for a little bit just to experience it. But obviously not at the moment when it's all locked down and like there's no point. No, but like, no, 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 no. Yeah, but uh, but I, I but I, I get it. Like, but again, that comes back to my point it's a phase you want to yeah. do it for a time period you want to see what it's like and then you then you don't you don't want to be there mm. but the the other thing that i was gonna mention here so a lot of construction especially the construction that i'm seeing in london at the moment is mm-hmm. twofold it's yep. big fancy flats yep and then on the other side office spaces there's still yes. a lot of office space building but mm-hmm. if Everyone's working remotely. 
And like, I know that construction projects, they take a while to get started. And then it's like a couple of years of that actually being built or like a time yeah. period or whatever. So it will take like this time period for it to finally come up. But I, I'm anticipating like, this is just me. And so like, just where I'm sitting and sort of what I'm looking at that we're getting office buildings that are going to be constructed and then never, never used for the purpose of being an office. Like if you look at out on the outskirts of London, there's office spaces that are just dormant. They're just empty and they've been sat there for years because no one wants an office on the outside of London. You mm -hmm. want an office on the inside of London because that's next to all the train stations, the theatres, yeah. the clubs, like it's next to like the beating heart of the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm just interested what you think that's going to have like a major effect on the way that the construction industry works. If there would, would this mean that there's no, that there's no big projects anymore? If everyone's just working from home? Um, no, that's, that's the funny thing. All the, all the fancy office jobs, people are going to remote work remotely, but our trade is going to be in, in demand regardless. There might be less uh, reef, like office refurbing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if this goes, if this takes off to the degree that, you know, some people are predicting it to, we're going to go from building and refurbing offices for going to converting office space into apartments. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's another thing that we're going to be going to is making, you know, that that's the beautiful thing about houses. It might take a while and it's going to cost a whole heap of money, but they can be converted on the inside to mm. housing, to offices, to swimming pools. It all just, it all just time and money is all that it matters. I, and come, I, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> and, and continue on the line of housing. I mean, this has just proven how much of the standard idea of coming into an office and working is utter nonsense. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it, not all of it, a lot of it is well, utter nonsense. It's kind of 50-50 in the way that I'm thinking about it. Like, so taking your point of refurbishing things, I did have it like, I was walking around with my partner in Greenwich and we were looking at Canary Wolf and I was like, they're all going to be flats. That's, that's just all flats now. Like all of mm -hmm. that, like in the next few years, that's just going to be flats. Like the financial hub of the city, no one, there's like no reason to work there. Like it's just going to be flats. But w what I have noticed in sort of terms of my work, there's, there's been like a 50-50 in terms of the way that people are talking. Okay. So on one side, um, as soon as, as soon as people were allowed to go back into the institution and start working in the workshops and so forth. And I mean, obviously they're different from office workers because they're technicians. So they're actually use, they're doing like glass blowing, uh, metal work and so forth. So they, mm -hmm. they chose those professions because they wanted to work their hands. You had like mm -hmm. a 50, 50 with those people where some of them were like adamant must get in. I cannot be away from my workshop any longer. Like I yeah. want to be in there. And then the other side was, I'm not going anywhere till I get a vaccine. Yeah. 
it was like that was an interest like i think that's going to be an interesting dynamic going back into the world of work there's going to be people who refuse to leave their office their home offices until mm -hmm. they can be assured they're going to go back into what is a safe space and a safe location um, yeah because pro previously even though it is it has been deemed safe a safe place to work you always got that you always got that one person who brings fish to the microwave motherfucker like really ted really out of all the things you could have done you brought fish to the microwave so um yeah i'm sorry but i i sympathize and i understand those people completely that say no yeah. my issue my problem with this is up until now it has been the power hasn't really resided with us. The power has resided with like all of the higher ups. It's always them that are pushing this agenda. And you can't, it doesn't, if it has never felt to me like you have the, the option of being safe and secure with your job and telling people no. Maybe that's because I was a contractor through an agency and oftentimes had zero hour contracts. So if I refused a request from one of my higher-ups they would just get someone else who was willing to do it i yeah i think it certainly depends on your type of work like yeah. and what what kind of contracts you have so yeah if you're if you're on short-term contracts mm -hmm. and especially zero hour contracts yeah zero hour contracts you are replaced like that straight yep. away like, yep. and if you're an agency worker like this is like the goods, there's lots of good parts of being agency workers, and like it's a, it was something that I did for a while, and it worked really well for me at that time period. But mm -hmm. um, if you're looking for like your rights in a workplace, you need to be on contract. You need to be, and there's like employment law at that point. But but as well, just sort of cycling back slightly, because uh, there was another point that you said earlier about um, people not wanting to go back into the office and not wanting to be in London. The yeah. other side of that is that, that, so for me, and I'm taking this as well from like words that I've got a friend who is a programmer. So he mm -hmm. does uh, cyber security and he, like years ago, he got a work from home gig and he was just rubbing it in our face and it's like, oh, you losers going to work all day. Do you know what? I'm still getting the big bucks and I get to do it in my pajamas. Like exactly. It's, it's freaking awesome. So he was like working from home doing the thing. And whenever like some of the work colleagues, cause he did have some people who were in the office, if they were yep. going to the pub, he'd be yep. like, Oh great. I'll come, come join you at the pub. But he then has to travel into London around the corner from the office to go to the pub with them. So he's still mm -hmm. doing his commute to do the to do the fun side. And then because he's not in the office with them, he doesn't get the same bits of banter. He doesn't get the same inside yeah. jokes that they're in. Yeah. He just has like the email jokes that they do and like, oh, okay, all right, I'm I'm not part of, I'm not one of the guys. Oh. Uh, um and I I think as well like I and as well like where he was saying about in his work, he just felt like he was a cog because he mm -hmm. was literally just the cog 
doing like his little bits. He'd get emails from his manager, like maybe have a meeting every so often, but like he was just like chugging away, doing like his little bits, which I think yeah. for some people works fine. Like I was uh, listening to a lot of writers and stuff like that. And they were saying, yeah, that's how I work. Like I work on my own. I then send it off to like my editor and stuff and so and so. But yeah. I think if you've chosen to be in an office environment, like you still want that. And so I think this is where we'll start to see the rise and sort of like people taking ownership of the open plan office and like the, uh, what's it called? Like where it's the drop-in spaces. So you yeah. don't have a desk, but it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm gonna, I've got a couple of meetings with people on Wednesday. I'm gonna, uh -huh. I'm gonna use the space. So you grab like your home office stuff. So your laptop and stuff like that. Yeah. Pop on a train, get up there and then, you still get that office experience right and it's that time where you can like oh hi you so you're i don't know sarah you work in finance nice to meet you and like you get to chat with your colleagues you still get face to face time with people you get like that water cooler moment did you mm -hmm. see that did you see that netflix show or whatever because that's the thing that you don't get now working from home yeah i've, I've got a lot of meetings in my weekly diary that are mm -hmm. just basically let's have a chat meetings yeah like they have they serve no purpose other than i'm gonna have face-to-face -face time with other with my co-workers so exactly i, I see you that changing like sorry well yeah so here's the thing we've adopted to on average an eight-hour workday yeah yep now some of those hours we meander them away into, you know, sticking to the loo. There's the lunch break. There's, you know, you have to get paper. You have to, you have to talk with Karen from accounting or Definitely Sarah Karen. or, you, yep. Or, you know, Karen from HR, Sarah from accounting. Let's go with that. That sounds better. Um, you have to, you have to interact with these people. And then, you know, you finish what you're supposed to do and you're, you know, you're waiting on someone else to deliver on their end. Um, but when we're doing this at home, and we and you as you've as you rightfully mentioned, we lose these interaction. Um, we lose we lose this interaction part of the workday. Mm. And if you strip it down, how much like can you shave two hours off your day, three hours? Can you finish your workload in four hours? It. I think it's also. I think the other thing to think about with this is what is the purpose of work in your life? Yeah. Because. Um, the There's purpose like... of the work in my life is to provide shelter for me and my cat and food <laughs> in our belly. That's, basi that's basically it. And what fuel for my motorcycle. Taina. Taina. Okay. Um, what, there's, so there's another thing, though. Like, there, mm -hmm. there's that. There's, obviously, it's the whole purpose of going to work is that you you're providing shelter and so forth, as you mentioned, like the bare essentials. But then yep. what are the science? But there's also like the psychological benefits of going to work. So if you've got yep. a job and you've got like responsibilities, mm -hmm. then that that gives you like a little psychological boost because it's like, oh, cool. I did a good job. Like, because yep. we are as much as we like to think of ourselves as individuals, 
we are kind of like we do belong to like our own little tribes and like we want to we're communal creatures we want to give to the community so yeah maybe like when you rewire a fuse box you're just like did a good job rewired a fuse box that's cool yeah but that yeah. fuse box is then going to benefit other people that fuse yeah. box is and like you're saying that you're at a water purification uh station mm-hmm. um if you're doing that it's like ah oh, i just helped norway like yeah well done. i serve i service all of the uh the drain and wastewater out of oslo yes i did come that. on get it and so it's like you, you get like a little you get this sort of little so like because it helps build like a purpose yeah it's mm-hmm. like an accomplishment you get like purposes in your life like there was research around this where the because this came out because of the um uh i think it was goldman sachs where they're okay. doing 90 hour work weeks like the young okay. bankers were coming in doing 90 hour work weeks and they were saying yeah. this is insane this is in it's inhumane we shouldn't be expected to do this and so because of that they they were doing like this research and basically the difference between the psychological boost that you get for doing five days a week and if you only had a job for one day a week yeah is negligible you basically get the same psychological boost yeah if you're just doing one day a week you go somewhere you do something and then as long as you like you're able to live off that and you're able to do your life the rest yeah. of the week. And so, so you basically have a six day weekend, mm-hmm. which I'm all for. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely fine. Like you don't need, you don't need any more than that in, in your day to day life. Yeah. So no, I mean, absolutely. If I, if I could work one day a week and can retain uh, my, my, financial security i would do that mm. i would gladly do that so yeah there's, there's that in terms of like the the benefits of like what is your your accomplishment but as well like that social aspects like some people do have because the workplace essentially replaces school yeah if you sort yeah. of think about it in that sense like you go to school you make friends because they sit in the same room as you mm-hmm. which I always find that weird. Like these are the people who will be with you for the rest of your life just because they were born around the same time and in the same area and they just happen to be taking the same classes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so those people then change because you go into a workplace and then you've got colleagues around you that have a similar mindset. And so it's, it's also about that, not just like you're doing something for the community, but you're also experiencing that I get to talk to someone from my community. I get to like have these little moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you were working from home, even though we get that over Zoom, I can't share. Like I can't go and share like a cake with someone. I can't no. go like I can't do that over Zoom. We can't have this experience of oh you I brought the tea to the table. You brought the biscuits. Like we've both given something to this. Yes, but Sam. Yeah. Why would you share cake? Some people care. Like, there's some people very... Keep your hands off my cheesecake. This is mine. Get your own. Oh, I did not mention cheesecake. I said cake. Cheesecake is not for sharing. You should never share cheesecake. I will bite there's, you. There's, I will bite there people. There is cake. 
in the cheesecake. So if you say cake, I'm going cheesecake, and you you better oh, keep yeah. your hands on. Cheesecake is a different level. Like I'm saying, okay, let me get it. Um, Victoria sponge. All right, yeah, fine. Which fine. is like yeah. the the vanilla of cheesecakes. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, <laughs> fine, fine. We'll share a Victorian sponge or crumpets. We could share crumpets. Oh, I do love crumpets. You miss crumpets, though. I, I miss crumpets. Why do I why do I why do I say this? It just makes me sad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I I see like for my for my area like the the future of office work being like a blended approach where you're working from home, but then you're given the flexible option to go into the office when you want. And I fully. Yeah. I fully admit that I am less productive when I'm in the office mm -hmm. because basically when I'm at home, I just, I faff around for ages and then there's like this burst of productivity for like yeah. maybe a couple of hours. And then I'm like, oh, right. I can just go back to faffing around. And I, I don't have to feel bad about that because there's no one here to like, look at me faffing around. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in the office, it's all sort of like I'm sat there and then I chat to, I don't know, Sarah, Denise or whoever about like whatever in the office. And it's like, oh, great. Now we're talking about Strictly Come Dancing for no reason. Right. OK. Yes. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for bringing that to the table. <laughs> oh, Linda. Uh, good day. Good day. I, don't know. I, I feel quite positive about like, my area of work and what. Yeah what it will bring what's like i'm 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 very i'm very excited to see what all of this is going to bring to people because honestly like i'm look like that these were always my questions like why do these people have to go to the office yeah that was my um that was my that was one of my musings as i sat there at freaking 20 past six on a monday morning Waiting do, to go to work. You know what on else? A train. Do you know what else it will finally get rid of? Which is a bugbear for me. The okay. your your late mentality. So like that oh. whole presentism thing. Like, oh wait, oh. so you turned up at five minutes past nine. How fucking dare you? How dare you take five minutes not to be here? And like, yeah, like does... we 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 start at nine. Like. No, you don't. Like nobody starts at nine. You want me to start at nine? I have to come in at eight thirty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like starting at nine. Just because you're sat at your desk at nine, like I get in at nine, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make my coffee. Yeah. I'm gonna make my oatmeal. Yeah. I'm gonna like have that quick scan of my emails. Like okay, and then I'm gonna like browse Facebook for a bit whilst I eat my breakfast. Then I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna do this. It's like. Yeah. By the time that I've done all that, it's 11, and I'm thinking, right, I need to plan my lunch because I didn't bring one today. Where am I going to go to get my lunch now? That's two, exactly. hours, that's two hours of my time looking at where might I go to lunch, and then I'm going to email someone and be like, hey, you want to get lunch together? Then we're going to go. And then it's like, it's a whole thing, and then freaking Sarah and Linda come along as well, and we're like, oh, now there's four of us. Like This is going to be too complicated. And then Karen's like, oh, do I want to come? Do I not want to come? So then we have to get the lunch working group started. We book yeah. our meeting room, like get that sorted. And then it's like, oh, I didn't do any of my emails yet. Oh, well, that's the afternoon that I have to do those. 
Yep, exactly. I've had those days. I, mean... I literally have had that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and you you were absolutely absolutely correct. There are there 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 everybody who works in an office will have had that or a similar that kind of a day. Absolutely, without question. And my excruciatingly short stint in office work. Um, wow. I can say that was 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were times where I would just finish all the emails. I'd get in at really early. I'd get everything sorted. Like I had, I had a lot of responsibilities that technically should not have been mine, but were mine regardless. Mm -hmm. So I would be in the office at before seven o'clock to, to get the, the, the company up and running, get everything sorted for the day. And then when that 40 minute rush was over, I would, I would be sitting there and there would be an hour and a half, two hours until the next person showed up. Mm -hmm. So I just continue working. I do all the emails. I do all the stuff that, you know, I was actually supposed to be doing. Yeah. And by the time everyone else showed up, I'd be done. That like 90% of, so there's a, there's a book that's out that I think everyone should read, which yeah. is called bullshit jobs. Yep. And it's based around the idea that you get, and I, I've literally had several of these jobs that they discuss in it. And yeah. one, one of them in particular was I was hired as a temp yeah. to work in an office right. to basically print out um, so like the documents that people would read in meetings, collect mm -hmm. them, and then like staple them together. And some of these were like 200 pages, some of them were 300 pages, but like it it wasn't really a job that you needed someone to do no but this it's a job that needed it, it, it's a job that needed doing I, you know what it didn't need doing it was an email it could have literally been an email attachment they could have okay. all just had an email attachment they could have read that like they were meant to be going to a paper free they were meant to be a paper free office as well so like I was 300 pages for was, a paper free office. I was printing out trees at a time, not just like reams of paper. It was trees I was painting out. I was printing oh out God. here and they uh, and so basically what happened was the person who hired me. Yeah, to be their that um, print out guy, their print guy. They yeah. were going for a promotion and they didn't have manager experience. I was their managerial experience. Okay. I was literally there so they could get a promotion. All right. And how, how did you do? Did you perform poorly? Did you have to be told off? Um, what I ended up doing uh, yep. most of the time was I walked around the office and I was like, hi, I don't have anything to do. Could you please give me something to do? Like yeah. I kept having to go around and like find find things to do because I was like, look, there's oh, there's only so much time that I can spend just browsing the internet, looking at crap. Like I want to 
you mu there must be something that I can do here. So, mm -hmm. and then I got told off for asking other people for stuff to do because it made her look bad. <laughs> because I was lit, like I did, I didn't have a job. I was literally there just to get, just so that she could write something in her CV. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that was a fun time in my mid twenties. Um, um but yeah. So last like, year. Hey, hey. Oh, oh, oh you're so kind. <laughs> the wrinkles tell a different story. Uh, but but as well, like there's loads of like I think like I know that you dislike middle managers as well. And like middle management, like there's aspects of middle management where like they 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 give like similar to what I just said there where it was for their CV but some mm -hmm. people do just hire people just so they can have like a team underneath them or they yeah. hire people to do aspects of their job that they don't want to do so it's like you're actually yep. doing a nothing job like this this job yep. doesn't actually help help anyone this is mm -hmm. actually someone else's job so it is unfulfilling for that purpose yeah um, and like loads of loads of industries that are just there just to just because. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know if they'll actually disappear. Like I'm, I'm not sure what will happen with those. Sadly, not. No, middle management is not going away. They've they've presented themselves and sold themselves properly enough to the higher ups that the higher ups believe <laughs> the bullshit and believe that they are essential. Jesus. I think um, middle managers in the right in the right workspace make sense. No, yes, yes. I just don't think if that they're you, well if, enough used in in all spaces. But see, that that's the thing. Then you need, and and this 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 just grinds my gears to no end. Then you need a middle management manager. Yeah. But that that guy, that middle management manager, has absolutely no other responsibilities but keeping the middle managers in line. And making them redundant when their job is done. I'm, I've got to a point in my career where I'm basically looking at, I'm, I'm just under, I'm underneath where all the middle managers are, unless I do right. like a slightly different career trajectory, which I think I prefer. But mm -hmm. I'm just looking at all the managers, and I'm looking at like the hierarchies, and it's like, right. So we've just got managers, and then above the managers, we've got the managers of the managers, and above them is the managers of the managers of the managers, and then it's like, it's just managers upon managers upon managers upon managers. And like, nobody is turning anything out. Because no one, no one, like the reason that you've got so many managers at that level is so that no one has to take responsibility. Exactly. Like, yeah, look at, they, look at Grenfell. They hand it down, they hand it up, they hand it sideways, they hand it like all over the place. No one actually, like, no, the buck is with no one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, like, that's a different thing. Like, I think we kind of came to the end of like, what we were talking about in terms of like the future. Like, I, I'm quite excited about like, what this will mean for office work. I think it's, I think there's also like, we didn't touch on it, but like I'm interested by the disparity between like the people who were able to work from home and then the people who were forced to work face to face. Yeah, like that. That's that's an that's an entirely different different conversation that we have to have for another time. Yeah, it's am it's amazing how much all these middle management who are working from home in their safe, cozy pajamas are getting paid, as opposed to the essential workers. Who have to be face to face and 
quite literally face death every day. It's disparaging. It's disparaging. Um, the one thing we can actually hope for is that, I mean, from my London experience, I can honestly hope for that people will stop with this 10-hour basic work workday bullshit and you know start pressing for less than eight while still maintaining their salaries of course but it absolutely it's absolutely monstrous the hours and the pressure and the shit conditions that people are made to work in in london so yeah it, i don't i do not find it cohesive or, or con i do not find it cohesive with a prosperous way of life it doesn't seem to it doesn't match it doesn't match in my book i'm sorry so yeah no that's that's something that i like as well if there was less working less working hours yeah so you're actually able to enjoy yourself more mm -hmm. no okay cool well that was that was our show this week uh, come again next week where we'll be talking about more fun topics. Who knows what they'll be? Maybe vampires. <laughs> werewolves, man. It's all about werewolves. Um, if you like what you hear, contact us on Twitter or at podcastnotdead at gmail.com. Um, and you can also go to the website, notdead.co.uk. Uh, podcastnotdead at... No, notdeadpodcast.co.uk. I will fix that in post. <laughs> Or maybe I won't. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, and yeah, take care of yourselves. Look after yourselves out there. Don't work too hard. That's basically what we're saying this week. Don't work too hard. Don't work too hard. Yeah. You know, you, you won't get out alive. <laughs> On that cheery note. Bye. Bye.